Hello readers, welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Cursed Dragon Ship Publishing. Our guest this week is Helen Savore, writer of Fantastical Worlds and Paper Ninja. Hella writes, Fantastical worlds filled with a mixture of modern and medieval settings, she explores stories loosely based on Arthurian legends, secretly wishing that King Arthur would return to pull the world from the brink of darkness. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. <laughs> Welcome, Helen! How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Not bad, not bad. Helen and I are old, fast friends. We met at a, a Jody Lynn Nye's writer's workshop at DragonCon mm-hmm. many years ago now. Yeah, I can't remember which one, but oh man, that was so good. Got to meet you and oh, so many folks. And then I got to keep seeing you. Finally convinced you to come up to Superstars. So that's been fantastic. <laughs> you did. You did. I finally listened. I didn't want to come until I had a book published. Mm-hmm. So I ended up coming after I had two published. and It was great. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Good call. Good call. I mean, if it's all about the business, I wanted to have something to actually talk about business wise. That's very true. Yep. That was me. That's because that's what, you know, KJ recommended. And I'm a rule follower. I know it's horrible. <laughs> that's why I need people in my that's life like Zafo, you know, Florida Kevin and, you know, some other people <laughs> who don't necessarily, you know, stick by the rules as strictly as they are, because otherwise my life would be boring. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. We were supposed to be in that elevator. (laughs) (sighs) It is what it is. So we are ready for all of our long, important questions. And I know you are a Mm -hmm. longtime listener. So Mm -hmm. you might be prepared for some of these, like our first one, which is where do you get your ideas? A lot of it is actually dreams. I have uh, pretty vivid ones. When I was very young, I had one where it was like I ran off a bridge and I kind of got into this ghost situation. And I was able to kind of like take control a little bit. And then after that, like I never die in dreams anymore. So it's like I can realize it's, you know, a dream and either say I'm out or let's ride this and see where this goes. So I'll wake up, jot down a few notes. So yeah, I get a lot from there. I'm so glad you say that. Sometimes I'm thinking that I'm the only one that can control my dreams because I do that too. It usually takes a moment to realize oh, I'm in a dream, okay. but then I can do it. So yeah. that's really cool. I had mm-hmm. one of those repetitive dreams. So your bridge dream, was that a repetitive, like you had it over and over again? Uh, that was a little bit, but again, once I broke out of it, I've never had that one again. Phew. <laughs> That's mine. I always have a running through a neighborhood, which is weird because uh, I don't run. And so like running through a neighborhood <laughs> and not even know what I'm running from, but jumping over fences, like being some kind of secret agent, like all these things I cannot do in real life, mm. but like, like terrified inside. And then one day I just realized, wait, I've already had this dream. I don't have to do it like this. Yeah. And I changed it. And from that moment on, I could just do it. So <clears throat> that is so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, for um, Kevin, that's scary. A sleep mask for dreaming? Lucid dreaming? I'll, I'll just let it come naturally. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> mm, yes. Oh, we have other um rule followers in quotes in the chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rule followers. Yes. Yeah. Dan says always. Right. Always. Never breaks the rules. Sure, Dan. I believe you. And Florida I've Kevin. I where my origami is, so. <laughs> yes! Origami! Hey, don't... 
don't skip yeah. ahead, chat. Just because you know her. Oh, and her sorry, awesome. sorry. Okay. No, no, you didn't do it. They did it. They skipped ahead. But remember, ask your questions in chat. Now's the time. Helen's on this side of the screen. Okay. We may ask her all of the questions now. <laughs> but before we hit the chat, I want to ask about your work. Okay. So your books are inspired by Arthurian legends. What is it about mm -hmm. that mythos that appeals to you? I mean, it's the longest running fanfic ever. So that's, you know, there's just such a variety of things. Almost everything fits. You can't really do something wrong. Um, what, uh... You had somebody on a few weeks ago and I said in the chat, I don't really read my genre because uh, Arthurian means I'll see something like, yeah, that's not my flavor. That's not my flavor. I'll try that out. But there's such a diversity of what could be Arthurian fiction. Um, and I mean, you know, it has those classic, uh, you know, hero's journey tales that, mm -hmm. you know, rags to riches type thing. Um, and I, I like I like the tragedy that underpins things. Um, Camelot Crumple is a really great example. You know, knowing things are going to fall apart, you can kind of explore that stuff. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of fun stuff uh, amid all the different variations of legend. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice to know <laughs> if things fall apart, you can still survive. So I think I like yes. that part in fiction. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and you know, you have Fae in your world, of course. There's Fae in Arthurian legends. How do you approach the Fae in your world? Like, where are they? Um, where are they? They are everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do see it as a kind of portal fantasy. Um, and I don't explore this in arc one, but it is phase shifted. So um, there is different dimensions going on, too. And they're, uh, well, we've only been operating in one. But, you know, the geometry means that there are more. So I can really blow this out later. But Portal Fantasy, you have to fall into at least one version of the Fey Realms to really start interacting because they all left Earth. Um, I said in my version that the Battle of Camelot wasn't just uh, over in, you know, what was to be England. That was just the day that the Fey and the humans had it out and they all retreated. Or most of them. There was a few lingering that we didn't really know about. Um, so... So yeah, I can go on forever about that. But well, that's the fun part. That's part of the <laughs> why there are so many different versions, right? People can treat the Fae yes. the way they mm -hmm. wish. So I, yes. I I I love the way you treat the Fae. So it's always fascinating oh, to me. I hadn't you. considered it. I hadn't considered it the way you had. So I like the part like, you know, like they can't breed, right? Like they can't have their own children mm -hmm. in the way that a mortal can. So it's just it's very fascinating the way you did that. Yes, uh, I, I liked this idea of, you know, a creator god kind of still having control over the creations, you know, having having built humans, it kind it kind of went a little sideways. Oh, they can keep making themselves. I am the creator. My other folks are not going to do that. I've got control over this. Um, but, you know, the trade off is, you know, a fae is, you know, some kind of uh, better traits than humans do. But, you know, once they're done, that body's gone. But the soul can come back. So it's a, you know, li lives come on in a different way. Um, probably unknowing Matrix influences with the human souls help feeding Faye reincarnation instead of batteries. You know, I was the right age for loving the Matrix. So I'm sure that was in the <laughs> background there. Might have had some kind of influence. Yeah. I do yeah. want to talk about one thing about Faye I reversed mm -hmm. is they love metal. Um, cause in so many legends, you know, metal, cold metal is bad. And I think right. they spread that so that, you know, we'll fight them with metal and they will take that over. And it's like, I'm going to use that against you. So <laughs> you can have so much fun. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. 
It's always iron yep. that can't, you know, like iron's bad for Faye. And you have yep. like smithing. So that is so cool. It didn't even occur to me. How funny is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It shows for me it's just fun, right? Because it's not exactly in my area of expertise. So when I read it, it's just fun. It's oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that conveyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. I like it. I'm going to think about it every time now. Um, mm -hmm. Accepting the Mantle just released this month. Congratulations. Yay. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> what do you want readers to know about this newest adventure? So while this is the end of... I'm not going to say trilogy, three books. I actually see this as a launching off point for the other ones. This is, you know, after the big event happened, things went right. Well, they didn't really go there right. You know, um, Hero did what they were supposed to do, but they haven't quite accepted what that means for them going forward. What that means being that heroic figure. So um, it's fun to explore that. And that, you know, which is destiny, which is not, can you still... Um, I'm sorry, I'm putting the book down. I should be looking at you guys. Um, <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I already lost track of thought. Uh, <laughs> just those differences of the hero, hero's journey. So, you know, Jamie came into this newer, didn't realize this world, and ends up, you know, taking on a bigger role than anyone thought. Drea spent her whole life preparing for this, and then things went sideways. So they both kind of have to come together on realizing how they both fit and can still, you know, be with each other. Yeah, it, it really worked well. And as you can see, the um, Zepho just put the cover up for accepting the mantle. Again, oh. any of you who just listened to it, you're missing the cool stuff. Um, the mm -hmm. accepting the mantle cover is stunning. How do you choose your covers? Uh, I was very lucky and heard about Nove Callum when I was at Superstars. Um, gosh, I overheard someone and I'm like, I need to book, uh, I need to book star and I got like a five cover deal paid in advance. So, um, yeah, I, I'm almost out of the covers because, uh, star did my first five and I was very lucky to buy a few more pre-made. So in the future, we'll have a few surprises coming up, coming up behind. So, but, uh, after this, um, I'm actually going to start trying to do some of my own covers, but Ooh. they won't be for quite as epic. I'm I'm not ready for the epic fantasy this, uh, mm -hmm. but um, I've been I've been playing the graphics programs. I actually did the full cover wrap on uh, Camelot Crumbles, and I was pretty proud that I managed to make that happen because I only had the front. Um, but cover art is the uh, biggest expense, um, and then editing, and you can't do without editing so mm -hmm. i figured it's time to start at least trying to figure it out that's awesome really well done it's kind of the the fun part <laughs> of being self-published right you you get to have control over that you know weird things like your characters yes. wearing hats when they don't wear hats <laughs> oh shoot did yeah. i have any hat inconsistency <laughs> no 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 that's that's always jim butcher's complaint because dresden wears hats on his oh, covers okay yeah, see, he has no oh, yeah, yeah, I need like, Okay, I got yeah, he, he, One of the books, like, he had this whole thing on it where Dresden, on purpose, in the book, said, I don't wear hats. Like, he went through this <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. <sighs> Sorry, it looks cool. Well, 90s fantasy, none of them match. They're like, draw me a dragon or draw me a woman in a bikini or something. None of those actually match. So I feel like mm -hmm. fiction is getting closer and closer to accurate these days. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, Florida Kevin. He says that he went to a Halloween party once where the hosts were dressed as Arthur and Guinevere. So his wife and he dressed as Lancelot and Guinevere. 
you know, I keep hearing this story and I've got to see the pictures. I know. Or we want proof. I need to get to a costume party with you someday. Yeah. Sorry. We want proof. I think. Like, I, I almost want to give you a subset of Camelot crumbles for the part that would just just really sing out for that, you know, triangle of relationship. Or you could read the whole book. Um, but still, there's a part I'm like, you would love this. So um, <laughs> if you ever read it, let me know what you think. And send me pictures. Yes, pictures. <laughs> pictures are required. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, Dan says he spends more on marketing than on covers. I can see that. At first, it's definitely more on covers, but then marketing starts to add up. But covers are marketing. So, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, depends on how you weigh it, what you're doing there. Let's see. Bikini oh, I see Mari in chat. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Bikinis are not great protection in battle. I have seen gamers too. Um, I don't care what protection it gives, it chafes. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. It's not working for me. Oh, Jenny loves the cover too. Yeah, the cover is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay, so now I have to ask you the question. I don't know. This is going to be the final time if it doesn't work. So are you ready? If you now now she's now Helen's going, no, what question? What question is she gonna ask me? If yeah. you could spend the weekend with one of your characters, who would it be and where would you go? Oh, you know, it's it's really hard. I should have come up with a definitive. I'm like, I will know when the time comes. Um, <laughs> I gotta say, can I count people I haven't published yet? I don't see why not. They're your characters. Okay, you so um, the protagonist, yeah, uh, protagonist and codename Pixie. I keep changing her name. That will probably be not the next one I release, but the one afterwards yeah. is a uh, parkour environmental scientist. And um, she gets uh, kind of phase shifted. Like I said, that stuff's coming to the Fey realm because they need a hero to help fight them against mega corporations that are dealing with cryptocurrency. And I am so mad <laughs> about how we are wrecking things just to mine fake money and wasting all the CPUs and environment stuff. So I want to hang out with her fixing all this stuff. And, you know... As an IT person, I'm also especially mad at like the waste, not just the environmental impact, but it's not doing what you say it's doing. <laughs> Stop trying to sell it. I got like these bosses at work and it's like, yeah, this, these people want to give us cryptocurrency, but for what? What are yeah. we doing with it? So um, I want to hang out with her and start uh, wrecking these folks. I like that. <laughs> hey, we've been trying to get new video cards. It's very frustrating. So this is affecting all is of us. Is it possible? You can't. <laughs> No, we can't find mm -hmm. them anywhere. It really does. I try to say that. <gasps> it's ridiculous. I got in an argument with my brother. I'm like, do you want a computer again? <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. We can't yep. get video cards. It's so frustrating. I know. So you better hope <laughs> you have them. Um, yeah. Do you have? So that was a great answer. Thank you. So I guess I can keep the question. I get too many. I don't know. I'm mean yep. to them. <laughs> so that'll be nice. See? But it's still like fun to go on the journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't have to know you're their god. I mean, you could just go as a preteen character. That's what Fizbin did, right? We could. I mean, with her about her relationships, everyone has relationship issues, so it's all good. <laughs> It'll all work out in the end. Hey, Dave! <laughs> now, yes. do you have mm -hmm. something? Sorry, you good? I missed out. Yeah. See, my problem is I only have one monitor. I do all these interviews on one monitor. So I have to zip in between oh, one thing and the Twitch gotcha. chat and the questions. 
So sometimes I miss it. So if you see something, please speak up. You're good. Um, okay. Do you have something special you wear or must have at events that makes you feel legit? You know, I had a hat that I thought was super cool, but it does not fit my head so well anymore. Or I think I just finally admitted that it never fit my head. Um, <laughs> so you know what? Uh, I do the thing that's really more important. I walk around with origami. Um, today, I did not actually get one of my figures in here because it was just not behaving. But oh, I'll no. sometimes put like a little dragon or bird up there. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it just it was this one was too big. Um, I, I lost all my con origami in um, having a three year old. So I need to refold. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be in the mouth in no time. Of course, three, he's probably finally getting over that. But for a long time, yeah. I'm sure. We're past mouth. We're in a ripping stages. So <laughs> yes, yes. He's yeah. totally trying to help, Mom. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jenny does origami, too. It's peaceful, right? Well, I had a question about your hobbies. <laughs> so I'm wondering, is this one of the hobbies that you okay. use to help refill your cup? Yes. Uh, I, it is. I, um, it's funny. I do it less now, though, because I would do it in meetings when I showed up early and it was uncomfortable. Or if things got really too bored and is like, you don't need me anyways, I'd start folding. But now we don't get together for meetings anymore. Um, and I can multitask and be a really terrible person when I'm on video instead. Uh, but it does, it means I have much less origami, which is very sad. So I did like break one out the other day. And they're like, why are you moving your hands off camera? Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I fold cranes because they're easy all the time. I try to break out into new things and then I have to remember the instructions. So uh, for a while I was doing nights because I was trying to do a Kickstarter to uh, do like figures that accompanied the books. It wasn't mm -hmm. successful. So I stopped practicing because that night figure takes time, but I'd like to, I'd like to do it again. That would be fun. Well, I love it because we always know when you're around mm -hmm. because you leave your origami like at Superstars and, and Dragon <laughs> Con. And we're like, Helen's been here. <laughs> yes. I decided I'm, I'm in, it's a way to tell myself don't sit with the same folks. I mean, I love you all, but go chat with more than a few people. And that means I get to love more and more people over time. And yeah, that secret thing for the newbies at any cons of like, I hope it's a nice surprise. Oh, there's little figures here. It's wonderful. It makes us happy. And obviously makes them happy because in the chat, we've got mm -hmm. Jenny who says that she still has. So she has your origami <laughs> is what she has. It's not that she does it. So she loves your origami. Dave mm -hmm. still has some from you. Uh, Kevin Petway still has some from you. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm never throwing it. I'm never, I've never thrown one away, he says. So no, they keep it. So this, Aww, this stuff matters. Thank you. So you just remember <laughs> that. Yes. Feeling your cup of kindness helps fill others as well. Yes. That's awesome. Should say. There are worse hobbies to have. Yes. So you get addicted to paper? <laughs> I do also like to play games. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I try not to as much. Everybody got me paper and I got paper and then I just haven't needed paper for years. So I try not to. <laughs> oh, you're stronger. When I was scrapbooking, I would not be done with even the page I was doing and I'd have to go buy more paper. Like I was so addicted. It's not oh. even funny. <laughs> uh, well, that's all right. One hobby I had to put away because it was taking over my life. Um. <laughs> So let's see, what part of your daily routine is an absolute must? Uh, so I'm supposed to have as much of a routine as possible, actually, and I don't stick to that very well. I have some 
neurological issues. And in order to make my neurons fire away from the bad parts, Mm -hmm. um, you do the same thing again and again and again. Um, But I'm scatterbrained. I have a kid, like I said earlier. I've been, you know, my job situation keeps changing. But in an ideal world, my morning and my very evening routine should be the same. But, you know, it just isn't. (laughs) Once that gets better, maybe other things will get better. But, you know, I have to rely on other stuff to help me there. That I understand. I always try and it just doesn't Mm -hmm. work very well. But I can see, you know, having a three-year-old that makes it difficult. Once he starts school, you know, maybe it'll be a little easier. Yeah. I know, but, you know, which mornings does he run in or not? What does he want to do as much as this is what we're going to do? No! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he is cute. He is cute. I shouldn't make fun of him. <laughs> uh, please, that's our only release. It's fine. Believe me. Um, so have you ever gotten <laughs> lost? <laughs> have you ever gotten lost in Wikipedia or YouTube? And if so, what rabbit hole did you fall in? Um, I have a lot of discipline in that so that I won't. Um, I also don't have a lot of free time because I fill it with all this stuff. Um, (laughs) but then I guess the closest one would be research, um, Mm -hmm. for books. So it's fair to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, so I've been working on this short story and I just keep getting distracted. It's terrible. It's taken me like a month. And I didn't realize until like two days ago that there was going to be a um, astral based thing. So I was looking up more uh, constellation information and trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what constellations would be visible in that part of the world. It was fair research. That was not a hole. Yep. Yeah, that was fair. (laughs) As long as you stopped at the end of that. I did. I wanted to get back to writing. You're so good. I am not good. Um... I have so limited time. I have to be. I do find being busy helps. It absolutely does. And I have lists Mm -hmm. because otherwise I space out the whole time. It doesn't matter how busy I am. But the only discipline I uh, have is going back to my list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I must do this now. Um, Florida Kevin says that he can hear your (laughs) keyboard and he likes that. Like he likes loud tactile keyboards. Actually, Zafo uses one too. And he says he loves it, but Lena complained about the noise and made him replace it. And yeah, I don't like the noise either. So he wants to know, is that, oh, do you really like it loud? Is oh, that something, sad. is that important for you for typing? I, I do like the tactile. Um, um, I, uh, I'm sensory defensive as related to the other things. So touch is very important for me. Um, but actually, this is not uh, cookie enough for me. I, uh, I, <laughs> I went Mac. Several years ago, so I would get access to Vellum because it was cheaper to buy a Mac and the Vellum license than to do the like equivalent Adobe products. Um, although Affinity has come a long way, uh, but I don't think I'm going back to uh, yeah, other stuff. But I do miss my curve. clicky keyboards. I just, yeah, that's the thing. This mm-hmm. is uh, such a tiny, it's so tiny. <laughs> um, someday I'll have a real keyboard again. <laughs> <laughs> someday she wants the tactile. I understand. I always yes. thought it'd be fun to be on a typewriter, except I realized my wrist already hurt. I can't imagine how bad everything oh, no. would hurt on a typewriter. I so. do have like my grandpa's old typewriter and it's a fun piece, but I can't use it. So it just hides right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, oh, Mari says that uh, her and her friends play a game where they name a word and they have to get to the wiki in six clicks. That would be fun. Oh, that's a good game. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I like it. 
hey, oh, like save that because I want to do some word games with my author friends. So we'll we'll add that to the list. That'll be fun. Maybe we could do it on Twitch. We could do it for fun. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I always need things. Yeah, to exactly. Because um, I, I need more I, distractions. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't do any, I didn't do very real marketing. I guess talking with you might be marketing, but you're oh, a friend. Yeah. So I don't think so. But instead, um, I was trying to think of fun things I could do with people. So I was like, maybe I could find the Jackbox games that are good for authors, like the dictionary one. But that sounds like a good one. So um, if I can get off my butt and organize it, I'll reach out to you folks and see who wants to play. That would be so fun. I'm on board. So I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's see. Yay! Yay! So speaking of writer friends, who has inspired you along the way? Oh, oh gosh, it's so hard. Um. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I know. Um, I actually do, even as much as I have a uh, dedication to each of the books, I do try to say a few things in the inaugural stretch. But, you know, inspiration isn't always about the the crafting, I feel like. So it's about a decade ago now. My boss took me into his office and says, Helen, you are working too much. I know, in corporate America, someone said that, but... They were, I guess, seeing me in a bad spiral. And, you know, it's like, you need to cut your hours back. We need you when you're here, actually here. And the only way, because I was a bad work hawk then, that I could mm-hmm. figure out to do that was to take my writing seriously. So I did mm-hmm. dedicate my first book and say, Pete, this is technically your fault. So in a strange <laughs> way, he was an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. You're a workaholic. Quit working so much. Fine. I will work on this instead. I don't think that's quite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that's. It funny. is different brain energies, though. So it does really help. Um, until my latest job, they hired me for my writing skills. It's like, I'm in tech, but they said we need to work on our advertising better and our marketing. And I need someone who could put words together because they are good with it. And I was like, I I didn't know he was serious. It's like, hey, I need a script for saying, you know, why this place is awesome. And I need people to write up performance reviews for things. And I need, you know, this marketing. So I'm actually writing at work. It's still nonfiction, but I, I did not think I would flex those muscles. It's very strange. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. The things we learn to do. Let's see. No, I'm telling you, the first person we're hiring when we can hire someone full-time is a marketer. Out of all the things Mm -hmm. we do, I need help with that more than anything. Uh, And I will ask if I can sublet them. There you go. That'll work. I like that. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Oh, we have the very important question. So let's see if you came up with your answer. What is your favorite flavor of ice Mm -hmm. cream? Okay, so a couple months ago, I had throat surgery, got my tonsils out, and everybody says that's two weeks of eating ice cream. And that sounds cool, doesn't it? It does. It sounds amazing. No, because you know what? I like ice cream with things in it. And you can't have ice cream with things in it because the whole point (laughs) is you need soft food going down. And then because I was having plain old ice cream, I got sick of it for a while. Oh, and that no. was wrong. That was bad. <laughs> so um, so now I have so much appreciation for nuts and sprinkles and bits of things. So uh, I decide cookie dough ice cream right now because you get the chocolate chips. Sometimes you get the walnuts and you get like mm-hmm. the sugar, like brown sugar bits. And yeah. 
I like it. All the things you couldn't eat before. That's exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, vanilla is the <laughs> most popular flavor in America, right? However, that has not been yeah. even close to the most popular with our writers. So is it we're because more we're creative. more creative? Yeah, see, that's why we're more creative bunch. So this yeah. isn't really what we go for. I'm just, I'm, I'm very curious about that. People are always like, vanilla is the most, I'm like, with it's, who? <laughs> yeah. With who? Now, vanilla, vanilla bean. Now, Grant, yeah, that'd be better. But again, you can't put the beans down. So, you yeah. <laughs> know. It's true. But I mean, it tastes, it's not like I don't like vanilla, but I would not call that my favorite. No. So... When they say the most sold, now I get that one, right? Because you use it to mix in things and uh, you use it to yeah. flavor this. And you, I understand yes. that. But when they say it's the actual, it's like, a, people vanilla have ice said cream it's their is favorite. a topping. Right, exactly. <laughs> you put it on apple pie. You put it on, you know, the, that I get. Yes. <laughs> Please don't get rid of vanilla. I'm not complaining. I'm just curious. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> coffee or tea? Uh, tea. Um, tea. I can't tea have ca much caffeine and tea. Oh, what? That's what I was thinking. Not, I was, I'm, as I'm soon as I was asking that, I was like, I don't think you drink much caffeine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I can go for a good cup of green tea, though. No, I just discovered chai lattes. I guess they're old, but I had never discovered them, and they're my new favorite. But there's caffeine in that, so. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, I can't do without mm -hmm. caffeine. It's not gonna happen. Um. <laughs> No, that's though, great. I, I miss it. Yes. <laughs> um, hot or cold weather? Cold. Uh, I grew up in New England, and even moving down to Virginia feels too hot. Like, the first uh, fall I was here, I'm like, when is summer ending? And mm -hmm. it, that has not changed for me. So uh, I look forward to going up north again someday. <laughs> I miss snow. I love snow. And I know that's dumb, but... Uh, when I could drive, I actually could drive in the snow, unlike other people, I feel. But, you know, uh, I guess I'll just hide in my house. And we all learned how to commute through computers. So that's fine. I want snow again. <laughs> it's a new future. Well, I laugh because I'm in Houston, right? Yeah. But I'm from Chicago. I know yeah. how to mm -hmm. drive in the snow and ice, too. However, they treat the roads up there. So I always get mad down yes, here when people a are like, they don't know how to drive in it, but I do. I'm like, these are not the same roads. <laughs> not it's not mm -hmm. the same so smart alec i got news that for you you're true. gonna be slipping and sliding too <laughs> people yeah but i was in the part that didn't have treated roads a lot of the time once i got to like my home home uh uh town th there was no treatment there i loved it I'm like oh please let me go towards the city which was not the city um so i can get <laughs> off these dirt roads so i learned how to do that I would have my brother get out of the car and move the branches of the like pine tree that went into the road and blocked it and helped me push around a corner. That's the snow I learned to drive in. That's <laughs> hilarious. Nope. <sighs> Suburbs for this girl, I'm afraid. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's for the best. Yes. Um, let's see. Jenny wants to know, what is your go-to comfort read author? So what author do you go to when you just want uh, a comfort read? Robin McKinley. Uh, I, I, love, I love her stuff. Not that I've read them all. Um, the Hero and the Crown. Uh, I now use that as one of my going-to-bed audiobooks. I can pick it up from any point and love it and go right back into it. Um, and I do a, uh, I don't know, uh, I hate life read of Deerskin occasionally because that is all about the feels. And it's my test, uh, my mental test. 
How many times do I cry? If I've cried five times, I'm probably not good for a couple months. I need to work on other things. If I cried once, I'm in a happy place. So, uh, yeah, Robin McKinley all the way. Nice. I'd have to do that. It's kind of nice sometimes when Bye, you just Greg. need to cry. You can do that. Yep. Bye, Greg. See you soon. Yep. <laughs> um, yes. Lost my train of thought. My daughter tried to call me. She knows what we're doing Sorry. Tuesday nights. Why is she calling me? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how about what country do you most want to visit? Uh, um, I'm split because I'd really love to go to Wales again. It's the only, well, okay, except Canada, only time I've left the U.S., and I got to see the Northern uh, Heritage Castles. I used that in some of my books, and it was amazing to see them in person. But there are so many more, and I couldn't just go into the fields. I was there for six days, and I slept through one of them because of jet lag. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like to go to Wales again. Uh, but the next series that I'm working on is uh, all set around Mediterranean. And as much as it's more antiquities time, I would just love to see that space. Like, take a cruise. I was supposed to take a cruise, and I got pregnant, so that cruise did not happen. Um, so I want to, I want to try to do that again someday. That would be really cool. It's almost <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I want to see Egypt. Can I write a story in Egypt? Let's just go. We'll do oh, yeah. research. <laughs> it's, it's like, I like to connect it. I'm like, surely we can make this work. It, it's, it's awesome. an expense partially technically. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I make enough money to write it off, but it would still count as working yeah, towards it. Someday. Mm-hmm. Someday. There someday. There's a dream. Um, do yeah. you want to know how many dragons are you planning to add to your books? Yeah, where's the dragon? Uh, well, the question. Um, you've seen a dragon or mm-hmm. two, but you don't maybe know they're dragons. Um, so uh, I, I tug on a lot of the Welsh versions of the Arthurian tales. And mm-hmm. there is the vision that Merlin sees about the red and the white dragons. Mm-hmm. Um you see a version of that in book two, except I talk about phoenixes. So there is a big red phoenix kaiju and a white dragon kaiju. Um, so there are a few dragons, but they are not revealing themselves as dragons a lot. So when I go back and talk about the history of the universe, we are going to see a lot of dragons. And I've kind of codenamed phase three dragon panic. But I don't know when I'm going to get to phase three. I like that. So, dragon uh, yeah. <laughs> It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. Um, so sorry, Dan. It's going to be a while. You're going to have to work on the dragons for me. <laughs> yeah, he's got plenty of dragons in his. We could just, you know, read his for a little bit. He does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and Mari, I love the blue sword, too. I just saw that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Cats or dogs? Cats. Cats. Uh, cats are all about consent. So that is a good practice of interacting with folks and when they love you oh it's so nice and when they don't you know you're like that's great behavior do what you need to do cat that's so funny that you say that because my daughter is gen z right and she Mm -hmm. she wants to pet the cat when she wants to pet the cat whether the cat wants to or not and i told her i'm like aren't you the generation of consent leave that cat alone he doesn't want to be petted right now (laughs) Oh, I am so going to show her this part of the interview. I'm like, see, Jenna, consent. Leave the cat alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very important. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the cat will come to you when he wants pets. Okay. And he will insist upon yes. it. So, you know, yeah, let's that's face the other it. Thing. Cats like consent one way, but they don't accept it the other. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. I'm like, I'm writing right now. I'm not giving consent. Go away. 
Yeah. <sighs> <Cats. laughs> um, he, my, one of our cats, the crazier one, likes to sit on my shoulder after the shower when my hair is still wet. Oh. And lick my oh, hair. Wow. And I'm like, dude, I don't want cat hair all over me. Can you please go away? And he's like, no, I must lick your hair. I'm like, oh, you're killing me. One time I stepped away so he couldn't even put his paws up on me. And he jumped and landed on my shoulder. <laughs> Jerk. Oh. And I love him. It's not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. If you had to have a last meal tomorrow, so you have time to go grocery shopping or go to the restaurant, what would it be? My husband's pizza. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good husband. You choose one of his meals. What does he do? What's what's on it? Oh, I mean, well, I can't explain the sauce because, you know, sauce is a secret recipe. Um, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, you can tell if it's tomato-based uh, or pesto-based. Or... Okay, yes, it is a tomato-based sauce. Okay. Uh, we're both 50% Italian, so my mom said <laughs> our kid must be 100% Italian. <laughs> Matt's maybe a little off there. <laughs> I'll let her have uh, it. I don't know. I mean, he just knows how to work it so well. Um, and given that he can't really eat, you know, a pizza like I can eat anymore, it's just the fact that he's done it so well. It's just that there's a meaningfulness to that. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I just love it. That's fantastic. Someday I'll come visit and he can make me the secret pizza. Yes, you should. That would be awesome. <laughs> Well, we're talking because we have a writer now up in Virginia. So we want to do conventions where our writers are. So I will probably be heading mm-hmm. your way in the next couple of years. Yes, that would be great That'd to see you. Fun. You know, and it's safe to travel more. Yeah. Um, let's see. And I think that is it. Well, one more <laughs> thing. If you were going to use a sentence to describe your series, what would that sentence be? I want the elevator pitch. A contemporary continuation of King Arthur's Court. I love it. You're like, I've got this down. I've got this. I can do this part. <laughs> yeah. I worked a long time on that one. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> it's funny when I get a new book and I'm just like, okay, I have to go do research to make sure I get it in exactly the right category. So perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So Helen, it has been a true pleasure. Where can fans find you and your yes. work? Uh, so if you want to talk with me, I am on Twitter. Uh, I'm a paper ninja. That's it. I think it is. Um, and uh, you can see my work everywhere. I'm on Amazon. I used to draft the digital to go around. I'm on Gumroad now to do physical uh, distribution. Cool. Um, and so you can find all that stuff on my website at OberonsForgePress.com. Excellent, excellent. So please, now that Helen is your new favorite author, please review her work. Also, you can review our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also catch this replay along with all the others that we have done on, uh, let's see, it's https colon slash slash cursedragonship.com slash YouTube. So you can get them there. Or come see us next Tuesday when we have Emily R. King on. And it's at 8 p.m. on Central on Twitch. So we hope to see you then. Oh, and we need to thank our subscribers. <laughs> Helen for one. Thank you, Helen. And Dave yes. and Roger. Thank you so much for keeping these lights on. Mm-hmm.